Good morning. October 8th, Friday. We've got uh, four baseball games and a handful of college football games, a couple couple anyway to look at. Wow. We almost had a clean sweep yesterday. Who would have thought that a failed two-point conversion with so much time left in the game would be the difference? An extra point kick would have pushed the 73 and won, won the 72 and a half. Of course, a, a successful two-point conversion, there's no push for anybody. It's all wins, but that's how it works. And I remember thinking at the time, boy, wouldn't that suck if this attempt rather than the kick cost the game, the bet by that point? Nah, they're scoring at will now. Everybody's scoring. It's no problem. Well, it was. All right, so we move on. Let's talk about the football first. Now, I've got a ton of plays on Saturday to go through, and I'm still paring them down. And I, Before I get into that, I want to talk briefly about that. It's funny that majority of the season, up until last week, the final cut was performing better than the finished plays. And they both were profitable last week. I, finished, I believe the finished plays were 60%, and the cut, which is, you know, behind the scenes was 58%. Uh, before that, the final cut was actually outperforming the uh, games. So you got to wonder what process I'm using. At, you know, I think we're just talking about good luck versus bad luck. It bounces the other way. But you do have to keep notes of what you're playing so you can understand what process you're using to cut games out, what process you're using to keep to make sure that you're always ahead of the curve. Because if you do the same thing all the time, you'll file, fall behind the curve. In any event... And looking at all the games together, Friday, Saturday, Thursday, etc., uh, you come up with games that you, you're using the same system on all of it. You don't need to play on a Thursday. You don't need to play on a Friday. So two games that were being looked at, Temple and Cincinnati under 54, Charlotte and Florida International under 16.5. Both did not make the cut. Therefore, there is no college play football today, if that's what you're looking for. Then you'll have to come back tomorrow for uh, quite a few plays on Saturday. Actually, I'll have that up later today, and I likely will have the NFL up later today as well, just for the record. But um, the closest play would have been Charlotte and Florida International. I have it at 56. They have it 32-24. Um, not, you know, when, I don't want to give up that stray touchdown that loses the bet. It was a stray missed conversion that lost last night. So, you know, and that didn't change it. I already had this as a cross off. I, I wasn't going to play it. There's just too much value in other games. And I look at them all as a lump. I don't say you have to play on Friday. So there is no play on, on college football, but those were the leans. Uh, so we're going to go to baseball. Again, there's some, some recent history to talk about here. So we've got, I did mention two days ago about playing the series. I'm pretty sure I mentioned Milwaukee and Houston. Tampa is also a series play. Just those four. I don't have a series play on Dodgers and the Giants. The other four I have the plays on, as mentioned. I also mentioned that I would be taking Milwaukee in the first game on uh, Wednesday's broadcast. Uh, there was, uh, I believe, a 135 line at that time. It's it's maybe 160 now. It's still a play. But let's get into these individually. So Chicago White Sox at Houston, that just missed the cut at Houston uh, on the money line. It's short odds. 
They've got a solid pitcher going in Framber Valdez. There's no question about that. But if if uh, the White Sox have anybody pitching better than Lucas Giolito right now, it's it would have been Lance Lynn, who I felt was not not going to have a chance, and that bore itself out yesterday. So um, there's no need to play this game. I've got money levers in the series anyway, so I don't have a feel to a need to, to play this. But a slight lean on Houston is not enough for me to go against Giolito. I would say Houston has a chance to sweep this whole series, although it does have to go to Chicago first, but then they're going to be pitching people that just aren't going to cut it against Houston's bats. So, anyway, no play. Now, again, the next the next uh, game at uh, 4.37 Eastern time is Atlanta visiting Milwaukee. Now, Atlanta, there's a lot of sentiment behind that. You know, the underdog, the unexpected team, they pulled it all together after injuries, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They also have the worst record entering the playoffs. And Milwaukee has just been lying in the weeds waiting to kill whoever they come up against. Corbin Burns is likely to win the Cy Young Award for the National League. He's likely to uh, put that on display today. Uh, Charlie Martin is certainly a, a veteran, but he's not a veteran that I believe is going to scare Milwaukee. I don't have a feel for the total on this game, which is low at seven. In, in theory, you could have a two-to-one game here, but I'm not. I'm not interested in the total at all. I've got that total. I've got the game actually four to three Milwaukee. Uh, you. Probably should not, in my opinion, take Milwaukee on the run line to, to leverage that to bring that juice down. You're just going to have to pay that 160 and feel confident doing it. Um, or if you got it two days ago and I mentioned it on the flyer there, uh, or I shouldn't say flyer, but that mentioned that was what I was taking um, Friday when Milwaukee came up, uh, then you got better juice. So that's the play there. Uh, the next game is Boston at Tampa Bay. And this one is making the cut. This is an interesting one here. Chris Sale, lefty veteran, although not much postseason appearances because a lot of that was pre-Red Sox days. And then there's injuries, et cetera, involved. He just hadn't, the ball hasn't bounced his way, so to speak, where he's been in the postseason, although his performances over the last half a dozen years have been certainly worthy of that. Whereas Tampa Bay puts up Shane Baz, who's got three, I believe, three entire starts to his entire professional career. However, those starts are superb, and he's at home. That's where you should start an unexperienced guy like this, under the friendly confines where he's comfortable. The uh, Tampa Bay Rays are approximately minus 140 money line, which is a little too expensive. The tendency, of course, would be to take the Red Sox with the veteran, you know, the... The storied franchise with the veteran pitcher. Uh, however, that's not the play today. The play is Tampa Bay on the money line. Uh, I should mention that the Rays, 51% of the bets, and this, does, this will change throughout the day, 51% of the bets currently are on the Rays, which shows a pretty much even split. 70% of the money, which means bigger bets or sharper bets, are on the Rays. And again, that could change throughout the day. One thing that's concerning about that is you're betting against Vegas. What do I mean by that? Vegas doesn't just make money on the spread between the two sides, the minus one, minus 140 plus 129 kind of scenario, and they make the middle. 
certainly that's where the profit comes from, such as, uh, you know, the a credit card fee. There's a fee that's just happening for them no matter what. But that's by no means the only way a sportsbook makes money. If there is $2 million, this is just using round numbers, $2 million on the Rays and $1 million on the Red Sox, who do you think they want to win? They want the Red Sox to win so they don't have to pay out the $2 million side. They'd rather pay out the $1 million side. There's a lot of money to be made there. So that's a little concerning, but yet you, you so you're going against Vegas, but you're going with sharp money by taking the raise. And that, that's, you know, that's the end of the capping process for me. I don't really care what other people do or don't do. That's no concern of mine whatsoever. But you do need to check yourself and see if your thinking is sound. And so this thinking was, okay, well, there's other sharp betters that think that the raise are the play at home, etc. Better team. Um, but you're going against Vegas. You, you know, in an ideal world, you have, say, 25% of the bets on the raise and 45% of the money. So now you're with the sharp money and you're with Vegas and you should feel fairly comfortable about that. But again, that's not how you start out deciding what games to play. Tampa Bay is just a superior team. They they simply are, and they're at home. And if Shane Baz gets in trouble, boom, he's out of the game, and guess whose bullpen is probably the best one in the playoffs. It's certainly the second best in playoffs, if you want to argue, but um, that's Tampa Bay. It's definitely not Boston. So, And Chris Sale has not been going deep into games. He's going. They're going to need to use the bullpen. So even if Chris Sale's in the lead, I guess, and again, I would say if you really love the Red Sox here, you might want to think about playing him first five innings rather than the full game because Chris Sale is not going to go deep, deep in this game. He is not going to, and the bullpen disparity is severe. So you've got to take Tampa Bay in this game, in my opinion. And then the last one is the Dodgers and the Giants. That's a toss-up. Uh, I Desperately wanted to take a home dog in the playoffs. I, the Giants have been, have been, uh, you know, turn the other cheek and ignore the Giants kind of scenario all season long. How how can they be any good? It's the Dodgers division. It's the Dodgers. Well, they won the division by a game with 107 wins. Pretty dominant, um, and they've got their pitcher that's done the best for them in the last month, Logan Webb, going. Although he's a newbie into the league. Whereas Walker Bueller for the Dodgers has been something of a beast in the postseason. Uh, and quite frankly, I'd say the last month, he's also been maybe more dominant than uh, Logan Webb. And it's just a short favorite. You're only paying a small amount of juice to take the Dodgers. Uh, my lean, however, would have been the Giants. But it's such such a slight lean that um, any sneeze would have blown it the other way. So... There's no play there for me, and I don't like the totals on any of these games. Too much too much unpredictable things to happen in these. I, obviously, my last two bets were totals. One was a push, one was a win. I don't have a feel or a number, both, either or, on these games for the total. Uh, there might be some action to be had live, and there certainly might be some action to be had live on all four of these games with the Dodgers and the Giants maybe being the one with the best potential for live action. 
Uh, more specifically, if the Dodgers would fall behind by, let's say, three runs, they're going to be coming back from that. They're not. It's not going to go to five runs. It's going to be down to two or one. So that one be want to have the radar on. Uh, Tampa Bay, they could win going away. Again, no, no disrespect to Chris Sale. More of a disrespect to the, the subpar Boston bullpen. So I wouldn't have much to do live on that, I should say. It'd be more on the total there. Um, basically levering what I've been mentioning about the bullpen strength, pro versus con on that Tampa Bay over Boston, that uh, Tampa Bay being behind is likely to be able to come back on that if they were behind. Um, Chicago and Houston, that's that's a game you can't go against the Houston offense, the Houston bats. So if Giolito, again, there's another scenario, you could take Giolito first five if you're a White Sox fan there. But I tell you, um, Houston, say they're down a couple runs, I wouldn't give up on them. And uh, in the scenario of Atlanta and Milwaukee, you know, that that might be a game where if I, if I felt like it was uh, – Super low scoring early, like I'm saying, two to one situation. I might be tempted to go over an adjusted total in that, but I don't see that happening. So that is it for today uh, on this broadcast. I am going to do the final Saturday college football yet today. And there is a 95% chance that I'll have the NFL Sunday games up today as well. So look for those. There'll be three separate broadcasts so that people can uh, not listen to everything else that they may not have interest in. Good luck with these, though.